When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellow adventurers, this time we're back to Proving Grounds 2, and this is part 9 we're doing now. It's called The Paymaster. In a one-shackle airhouse on the harbour front in Chana, there's a link, Chana is Tosa's second largest seaport. This bustling town sends a good deal of commerce south along the Wither Twift ports. To the ports of Migsville and Terrific beyond. Once a haven for pirates and smugglers in years past, Charna has cleaned itself up and restored much of his reputation. Thane Mulhall, one of Tissa's five thanes, hails from Charna and is responsible for chasing much of the lawlessness out of the poor city. You meet a mysterious man whose mission it seems is to eradicate a vile criminal element from the streets of the seaport. The blade. Begin the scenario. The man seated across from you at the corner table in the Silver Moon Outhouse in China approached you shortly after you entered and asked to have a word with you in private. Having paid for your ale, the mysterious figure, those broad-wimmed, leather-breeching hat, cast a shadow that conceals the upper half of his face, speaks in a hush but earnest tone as he addresses you by name from across the table. The man addresses the man addresses you by name inexplicably. This neither shocks nor unnerves you. Instead, pouring you. Pulling your chair close to the table, you lean in and listen intently to what he has to say. Time is no ally, Ruby says. There are forces within this city on the move, and with each passing day they grow bolder and more troublesome. I must be blunt with you. Conceal my intentions would insult a man of understanding, and do no favour to my cause. You nod, appreciating the man's candour. He turns his head to the left and right as he cautiously stands the outhouse crowd before continuing. There is an insidious criminal element on the rise here, he said. Approaching on behalf of those to whom I answer to, to beseech you to levy upon certain members of that element a toll in blood. These are wicked men, Zoop, in thought and deed, and they must not be allowed to sink their claws into the flesh of this city as they have done to so many others. 
you question the man further, and he tells you that the insidious criminal element of which he speaks is, is a small arm of a powerful brotherhood of thieves that's proliferated throughout the kingdom. He tells you that thieves have recently began to take control of various elements within the city and seem to operate within imp- with impunity from the rule of law. It will require a man of your conviction and skill to succeed against such an enterprise, he says. Know that you will be well compensated for your estimates. I will not mislead you. The dangerous gate, great. Should you accept this task, you will be the third set out upon it. Yet I feel that had I found you sooner, our present position might not be so marked with desperation. Although you have little to go on, save this man's word, you somehow feel confident that lending yourself to the task he has laid out will serve as a good use of your time and talents. Having made up your mind, you accept the task, lifting a curt nod from the mysterious stranger. He places both elbows on the table and leans closer, his voice falling to a near whisper as he outlines the first mission. You learn the first of your grim tasks for the mysterious man, you've come to think of as the Paymaster, falls a man known as the Blade. Your instructions are to take down the dangerous rogue. As will be true for the mission years to follow, the means, means you employ to carry out this task. Guess it isn't I shall leave to you. Left for dead or taken alive, the fate of those I set you against is of little concern to me. With instructions on where and when to locate the blade, you set out from your house to carry out your paymaster's sentence against the unsuspecting criminal. I shall eagerly await your safe return, he says, as you depart. You are quick to locate the man known as the blade on the northern end of Charna's broad quayside, in the midst of a throng of rather unsavoury-looking characters. You bide your time watching the movements of this man from a distance. He seems to command a great deal of respect from those around him. And although you would see nothing that will prove it, you sense he is likely a fairly formidable adversary, adversary when armed. Adversary. Adversary when armed. Suddenly... Surrounded by three of his worthy-looking cohorts, the blade leaves his spot he was occupying for the better part of an hour and steps into a small wooden outbuilding at the edge of the quay. Seeing this as an opportunity to confront your target out of the public eye, you, you move swiftly up to the wooden building and boldly step inside. Almost immediately, you find yourself surrounded by, three, by the three men who flank the blade. Each of the three cludger-wheeling roughs glares at you, and they demand to know the purpose of your sudden intrusion. The reason? laughs the blade, standing near the back toy. The reason could it be plainer. The old trickster is on our scent again. It will be the first of his lappies we chop into bait, and it's quite unlikely it will be the last. Kill him, and let's be done with it. The first of the... The free cudgel wielding thugs takes a vicious swipe at you. The fight is on. I fight the cudgel wielding rough. I'm going to subdue this enemy. 
because he's dust. He's dust. He's just a mook. Maybe he, he can turn around. That's not an XP. The second of the Klee Quadrille Wheeling Man steps forward and attacks you for reckless ferocity. You parry the first of his attacks before countering with your own, and I'll subdue this one too. I'll subdue the lot of you! Oh, oh, I just. Yep, yep, oh, oh, down he goes. Despite having witnessed you summon out his dispatches. His, his two cohorts, the third rough is not deterred. You quickly move to defend yourself from his brutal attack. I subdue this enemy. The enemy strikes at you with his wooden cudgel, and I bash him. Bash him, and I bash him some more. I bash all over the place. Indeed, I do. You have subdued your foe. The blade have witnessed the defeats of his free. Each of his three roughs turns and flees out of the back door. Before you can take up pursuit, you find yourself confronted by a pair of sword-wielding thugs that enter the building via the door through which their leader to spread. Come on, then, says one of the swordsmen as they quickly move in and yourself. Let's have ourselves a little go-round, friend. I fight two sword-wielding thugs. I subdue these ones, too. Oh, it laid a boot. They slash with their swords and they just lay the brutal stroke. But, ah, uh, yep, down. They fall down. 13 XP. Bounding over the fallen forms of your defeated foes, you sprint, you sprint to the back door. Before it opened, emerging from the small building into a wide alley, there is no sign of the man known as the Blade in either direction along the alley. Fighting back a rising sense of dismay, you immediately set off on a desperate search through the twisting alleys that run the length of the harbour front, seeking any sign of your intended target. Realise that if you have any hope of finding him, you must do so quickly. I can use divination to find him, and I will. 64 XP to divination, which succeeded. A vision forms in your mind. Detailing the price location where your target is hiding. He set off without delay to confront the blade before he has the opportunity to escape again. Against all odds, you locate your intended target, crouched behind a part sack of rotting bowels at the rear of a bread house. As you draw up to him, the blade swings to his feet, springs to his feet, and turns towards you, a look of disbelief spread across his scowling face. With no place to run, your opponent draws his long sword and levels a tip at you before assuming a combative stance and taking two cautious steps towards you. You steer yourself for what you feel will be a brutal fight against the blade. I'll subdue this guy too. Subdue everybody! Uncontrollable wage? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, the blade slashes at you with this longsword. Uncontrollable wage again. Oh, that wasn't very uncontrollable at all. And he is subdued, 22 XP. The blade slumps to the ground at your feet, battered into unconsciousness by the ferocious attack. A quick search of his body reveals only his sturdy longsword, which I take. Some gold tokens, 43 of them, which I also automatically take. You're about to set off 
from the alley when two men suddenly appear from around the corner. The men stride up to you and acknowledge you with a curt nod and pick up the body of an unconscious foe. Without a word, the two men head off along the alley, carrying the body and are soon lost from sight. Puzzled by the odd, odd ending to the encounter, but confident it bears the mark of a mysterious Pierce Paymaster, you quickly make your way out of the alley and head off in the direction of the Silver Moon Ale House. The myster- your mysterious paymaster seems to be happy seems happy that you return safely. When you announce to him the success of your mission, he nods and hands you a pouch full of gold. <coughs> you have done well, Soup. And yet, how could I have expected differently with someone of your ability on the task? There is still much to be done, however. When you inquire about the two men who arrived in the alley and took the body of the blade, the paymaster's countenance, or what you can see of it, grows dim. Such things are best left unsaid. I only know that the trial is carefully concealed. I shall meet with you here again in two days' time. An airhouse servant places a frothy month in front of you, and you quietly sip the thick, malty ale while you watch your mysterious paymaster rise from the table and swiftly depart. You are left to wonder what next lies in store for you. 32 experienced a general. Alright, and here we are. The next one is the Brothers Longshire. Again, you find yourself seated in the corner of the Silver Moon Airhouse. Starting across the table, staring across the table at the mysterious figure in a broad rimmed, rimmed leather beaten hat. He drums his fingers rhythmically on a warped wooden surface. I carefully scan the airhouse cloud. I move against our enemy has not gone without notice, and indeed, reprival, he says in a hushed tone. At last, in a hushed tone. They are not accustomed to being provoked in this manner, and have taken measures to strengthen their hand. You learn that the brother of thieves of which he speaks had only yesterday retained the services of a violent, troublesome pair known as the Brothers Longshire. The brothers, Taldalus and Myrick, our natives of Tower, have long been among the most fearsome residents of the port city. They are known for their violent tempers and their skill as armed combatants. Oh dear. Soon after being informed of their favourite haunt by your mysterious paymaster, you make your way to a tavern in the northern part of the city. From a nearby vantage point, you watch the tavern closely, seeking any sign of this of the fearsome duo. Less than an hour into your vigil, the back door of the tavern flies open, and three figures spill out into the alley. You have little trouble identifying two of them as the Longshire brothers. The pair of broad-shouldered, waving-haired brutes savagely sets upon the third man, pummeling him without mercy. You dap, dash across the street and, street and step boldly into the alley. No business of yours, friend! sneers the tall of the two brothers, turning to confront you as you approach. Be best if you if you turn about and carried yourself elsewhere. You recognise the brother who has spoken to you must be Thelius, the other brother, Mirek, 
slightly shorter but with a heavier frame, continues to assail the victim, who is nearly unconscious. Tadlis takes a frightening step towards you, vivid to add, to add emphasis to his suggestion. When you suddenly hold your ground, he quickly draws an axe. Don't mind giving the old piece a go, he says angrily. Don't mind at all. Talidus Longshaw is boldly engaged. I shall subdue this one too, even though he laid a brutal stroke. For, for three damage. Uncontrollable wage, you know? Uh, no, and he is slain. I'm knocked unconscious. Mirek Longshire releases the grip on Covey's badly beaten victim, victim and lets the body slump to the ground. The man wheezes about moaning and struggles to regain his seat. Mirek curses you and as he draws an axe and stalks forward to avenge his defeated brother. You take some some consolation in the fact that the man Murek had been pummeling uses this opportunity to effect an escape. He limps off, leaving you to face the last of the brothers Longshire. It's Murek Longshire. I shall subdue you also. He hacks at you with his axe. And there's a couple of br- Ooh, more brutal strokes. Uh, uncontrollable rage, and he is subdued. He falls down. Three figures emerge from the shadows at the edge near the tavern, each acknowledging with a curt mob. The men quickly drag the bodies of Mirik and Tadanus out of sight and return moments later, bearing the axes formerly wielded by their brothers. They're yours if you wish to have them, says one of the men, laying both axes on the ground. Don't you? We'll dispose of this cruel pair. Well done, friend. I've got a well-crafted... Axe and a superior axe. Whose was whose? Who knows? Before you can question the men, they turn off and move along, move off along the alley, hauling away the bodies of the brothers Longshire. Leave your al- you leave the alley and make your way back to the Silver Moon Ale House. The man in the broad wind brimmed let weather stained hat. Slip, slips you a bulging cloth of gold as you take the seat opposite him at the corner table of the Silver Moon Alehouse. You have made quite an impression, Zook, he says. Wish I could report that your services are no longer tired. Yes, I cannot, for there is much yet to do. If you will indulge me, there is an urgent matter I wish to relate to you. 150 gold, 32 general XP. And, and now we can move on to the next one, which is the Huntsman. Seated across the table from the mysterious man you know only as your paymaster, you learn that he again wishes you to strike the Brotherhood of Thebes against which he operates. This time a man by the name of Gibrin Tarsil is your is to be your target. He's a dangerous fellow, that is certain. He is known as the huntsman in the vicious circle to tolerate his murderous kind. And amongst his unsavoury ilk, he has crafted a fearsome reputation. He's a man of great physical strength and a cold-blooded killer. 
He is one of the Brotherhood's primary enforcers, and he is your next target. You learn that Gillibrand hunts, hunts the forest east of Chana almost every day, and can often be found returning alone from a hunt along one of the many desolate forest roads that leads back to the port city. Surprise will be your greatest ally in this endeavour, he said. Gilbrun is a cautious man, but his haughtiness equals his wariness. He may underestimate the danger that no man represents. Let such insolence be his undoing. It is late afternoon when, from the vantage point on a forested slope east of Chana, you catch your first glimpse of Gilbrun Tassel, the huntsman. The bulky bearded man with a broad chest and thickly muscled arms strolls slowly along the forest road heading west towards the port city after a day-long hunt. A bow is strung over his right shoulder and at his waist hangs a short sword. Instinct tells you that this man's fearsome reputation is well reserved. You creep down the hillside attempting to reach the edge of the road and ambush him as he passes by. You reach the side of the road and crouch down in the thick undergrowth. With bated breath and your heart pounding, you watch as Gillibrand approaches along the road. When he is three strides past your hiding place, you spring out of the fo- out of the forest and attack him from behind. You pick a random number from one to a hundred, a bonus of two hundred and fifty-two. Twenty of the bonuses from agility. 118 is from woodmanship, and 114 is from thievery. Honestly, I don't think he stands a chance. 321. Your ambush has caught Killibrand off guard. The huntsman struggles to draw his short sword as he tries to dodge your flurry of blows. I can subdue this enemy also. I hope, I hope, I hope this paymaster's got men nearby to pick him up. To pick him up before he can, before he can become conscious again. He strikes with his short sword. I keep fighting. Another brutal stroke. Brutal stroke. Sixteen damage. Uh, and, and he is subdued. Twenty-two XP. You drag the unconscious Gillibrand to the edge of the road and hide his body amongst the thick undergrowth. A thick, quick search of his belongings reveals the following. A short bow. Uh, I have already have a short bow, so I'm not going to pick that up, because it'd be difficult to sell it. But I can pick up the short sword. F- 37 gold or so. It's nearing dusk when you return to Chana. You make your way through the streets of the sport city. Once again, find yourself seated across from your mysterious paymaster. At the corner table in the Silver Moon Alehouse. Before saying anything, your paymaster hands you a pouch containing a large quantity of gold. 250 gold. The situation grows more dangerous, and yet... With that arrives the glimmer of a chance, he says in a hushed tone. It is almost a minute before he speaks again. It is inevitable that our enemy will choose to strike out at those they feel are responsible for the attacks against their brotherhood. 
and while their appraisal was a certain to be no small matter, it would likely present us with an opportunity. Plays out as I suspect it might, there may be a chance to strike at the heart of this serpent, while its fangs are entangled elsewhere. A, fit, a swift and fatal strike, Soup. A strike that you will deliver. 128 experience to general. Okay, and now I'm going to move on to part 10. And this is the last part of this proving ground. So there's just three scenarios left. For a Wanchackle alehouse on the far, har, harbour front in Chowner, your mysterious paymaster sends you on your final and most dangerous mission. Part 1. The meeting. No. Again, you find yourself seated across from your mysterious paymaster. The corner table in the Silver Moon alehouse in Chowner. The man you have come to regard as an unseen ally in your secretive endeavours sits in his chair and leans forward, resting on his elbows, as he speaks in a low, caution-laden tone. In the hour before dawn, a lone man will be awaiting the arrival of an accomplice just outside the city gates. We believe this man can lead us to the base of operations for the thieves that assail my or should I one more say more whitely, our city. It has been arranged that the accomplice for which he waits will not arrive. You, Soup, will arrive in his stead, and under the cover of darkness take our lurker alive. Your mission seems straightforward enough, as has been the case of the others before you depart. But the mysterious paintmaster will ace you anonymous warning. We are so very close, Soup, indeed. This shall prove to be the most crucial hour. You will no doubt exercise all due caution, for a man in possession of the sort of information we seek is not likely to part with it willingly or easily. You spend the remainder of the day and much of the night preparing for your pre-dawn mission. In the frigid morning that follows a peaceful night in the seaport finds you making your way through the trees along along the edge of the road, leading, leading east from the mighty gates of Charna. Less than a quarter of a mile from the city gates, you come upon your intended target. Milling about on the side of the road, his back pressed securely, securely against... Okay, oh, I'm going to have to pause. Hello... I'm back. Less than a quarter of a mile from the city gates, you come upon your intended target, milling about the side of the road, his back pressed securely against the trunk of a towering maple, stands a tall man wrapped in a deep blue cloak, his head surrounded by an over shrouded by an oversized hood. For several minutes you remain still watching the road carefully for the sign of anyone else approaching. The man seems oblivious to your nearby presence, and in both directions along the road, nothing approaches. I can approach directly, or attempt to sneak up on him. I'm going to sneak up on him. You decide it would be best to avoid a direct approach, and to instead attempt to pursue... Surprise your target. Catch him off guard, if possible. 
Uh, out of illusion 50 plus and I only have illusion at 45 so I can't do that I'm gonna have to attempt to use the cover of trees to hide my approach we creep through, through the trees at the edge of the road stealing ever closer to the cloaked man I'll pick a number I've got 252 bonus 20 from Agility, 115 from Thievery, 118 from Woodmanship. This is going to be easy. 3, 3, 19. With barely a sound, you spring from the forest directly behind the cloaked man, catching your target completely off guard. He was surprised by your sudden assault. The enemy quickly recovers and, lo- and launches a counter-attack. This is a mistake, fool! Here's the man as he draws his longsword and cuts a wide arc with it, missing your head by mere inches. You now prepare for combat against the cloaked assailant. I have to subdue this enemy. And this time, it's mandatory. Your cloaked adversary unleashes a wide arc of crimson flame that quickly engulfs me. And he, while slashing at me with his longsword. He's magic too? You didn't tell me it was magic. Another wide arc of crimson flame. Oh dear. Oh dear. But he, he's going down. He is going down. And he is subdued. 37 XP. Con. Unconscious, but still very much alive, you, your defeated opponent crumples to the ground at your feet. You quickly check his vital signs to make certain you hadn't killed him. And when you are certain you survive your harsh lessons, you begin to wonder what your next move will be. The sound of approaching hoofbeats sends you scrambling into the forest at the edge of the road, lest you be discovered standing over what appears to be Three men on horseback emerge out in the early morning gloom, and two of them slip from the shadow and move over to the body of the cloaked man. The two men look over each other and nod. Then they lift the body and sling it over the back of the horse that still bears its rider. After taking a moment to secure the weighty load with a stout length of rope, one of the men slaps the horse's his horn sends send, send it and its wider rider along the road, road towards the city at a good clip. Suddenly, one of the men turns in your direction and thumbs the brim of his hat. Without a word, the two remaining horsemen remount their steeds and speed off in the direction of the departing cohort. After you have done, to be done with a grim endeavour, and certainly that your mysterious paymaster will know of your mission's success before you can relate it to him. You set off west along the road, heading towards the towering eastern, towering eastern wall of the bus of the looming seaport. Your paymaster drops a heavy pouch of gold into your lap as he passes passes by behind you and takes his familiar seat across from you in the skill corner table in the Silver Moon Alehouse. The serpent's nest will soon be revealed, 
the man you took down is thick with the thieves. He will quickly he will quickly learn the benefits of truthful indulgence, and thus the heart of our enemy's operation will be laid bare. A final task in the service of the cause for which I stand is all I ask soup. Victory is near, and a treacherous enemy tetters on the brink of ruin. We must not overplay our hand. Meet me here again tomorrow evening. Three hundred gold tokens and one hundred and twenty-eight experience to general. Okay, and there we are. Now, into the fire. Begin the scenario. The cool afternoon is rapidly fading into a chill dusk. When you find you again find yourself seated a corner table in the silver moon alehouse. Seated a, seat across the warped wooden surface from you sits the mysterious paymaster. The shadow cast by his broad wimmed weather stained hat, concealing almost half his face, and his fingers drumming the table in a steady rhythm. We take the fight to the heart of this snake, he says leaning forward to to rest on his elbows. The last man you brought down was worth a thousand thieves watching on the dungeon wall. This store, the story leads us to the nest that spawns this vermin. Into that lair I must ask you to go, Zoop, to rid us of the thief lord and all, and all his ilk that crawl from the shadows of that place. A force of a hundred men are being less eager to trust with this mission. There was something else too. Something more sinister than we might have ever guessed. You learn that the base of operations for the band of thieves, the plagues that plague the seaport, is a watchtower along one of the woodland roads east of the city. The paymaster tells you the tower is manned by city guardsmen, a fact that greatly disturbs him, as it means that the thieves are receiving help from traitors within the city. You will take special care on this one, Soup, he says. The deceit and corruption that our captives, captives' stories reveals can be assumed to run deep. Until the mission is carried out, we would be foolish to trust any place as safe, and foolish to believe in the secrecy of even the faintest of our whispers. The prospect of having to infiltrate a watchtower so firmly in the grip of the enemy weighs heavily on your mind. But when the paymaster next speaks, you find your spirits to be somewhat buoyed by what he has to say. You learn that the information provided by the captive that with the information provided by the captive feast thief, the paymaster was able to track down and apprehend the messenger who they believe had been pairing news of, the, of events within the city to those in the in the watchtower. Lucky for Loz, this particular messenger was a man just about your size, he says. When across the table, he hands you a greyish cloth bundle tied with string. He tells you that these are the garments of the messenger, which you can employ as part of a disguise, which will hopefully help in your plan to gain entrance to the thieves' lair. The paymaster tells you the messenger's name was Varek, and you quickly commit the name to memory. This is, no, this is no doubt the most perilous of the missions I've yet sent you on. 
I don't have to remind you to be careful, Zoop, for while the danger is great, the cost of failure is greater. Only we'll soon know that we are on this trail, and we may not be afforded a second chance like this. Outfitted in the garb of the messenger Varak, you set out on your mission to infiltrate the watchtower and take down the thief lord and his minions who lurk therein. Dusk is giving way to the edge of edge of light when you pass through the eastern gates of Charna. The watchtower is nearly five miles to the east, sitting along one of the main roads heading west into the city. As the walls of the seaport slip into dark into the darkness behind you, you must for a quick prayer and set off on what you believe to be your final mission for the man you know only as your paymaster. The short journey to to the watchtower passes without incident, and as you near the near the structure, you take note of the glow of a fire animating from the top windows. Two guards, each in clad, clad in chainmail, and their tabards embroidered with the insignia of Chana, stand watch at the edge of the road. I'm going to approach these guardsmen, because I'm wearing a disguise. Gar- gar- garbled in an outfit of the captured Mester Varric, you boldly approach the guard, hoping that the disguise, boisted by the arrival of night, will be enough to fool the watchful entities. However, as you approach them, the guard sets forward to greet you, and one of them says something that catches you by surprise. Evening, Sir Varric, says one of the guards, eyeing you seriously, though you can hear your trouble making it out in the entirety of your face in the darkness. What happened to your horse, sir? I'm going to attempt to bluff my way past them. Your mouth goes dry and your mind races as you Hurry to produce a quick but believable answer to the unexpected inquiry. To check, a 245 bonus, 20 from luck, 168 from diplomacy, and 57 from thievery. Pick now. 320. The guards laugh when you relate to them a comical tale of how your horse was stolen in the city stables. Well, you can't rightly blame us for that one. Wasn't my station to what what station to watch the stables afterwards? City's gone to rats, if you ask me. The guards resume their vigil by the roadside, leaving you to go about your business. Wasting no time, you move up to the door of the watchtower, open it up, and slip inside. The ground floor of the watchtower is empty, and you are immediately thankful not to have to deal with any further guards for the moment. A set of stone steps snakes upward along the wall to the tower's second story, and you cautiously climb the wide square, emerging moments later on an also empty second level. From there, a wooden ladder ascends to a wooden trap door that seals a circular portal cut into the ceiling above, some fifteen feet over your head. You warily make the climb, stealing yourself for what might lie through the door above. You reach the top of the ladder and carefully push open the trap door, falls away from your grasp and lands with a loud clap on the stone floor of the of the fur of the flirt of the third tower's third level. You step up through the portal and find yourself standing 
the base of a set of stone steps leading up to the tower's top floor. Two Burnley guardsmen step forward and confront you. You're not Varak, sneers one of the guards. Both guards draw short swords and attack. Two burly guardsmen. I have to kill this enemy. No, no, no subduing this time. This is serious beans. The guardsmen slash at you with their blades. But this is serious beans. So I slash with my sword. My swords are serious beans. And slashiness. You've slain your foe. 21 XP. The second guardsman hits the stone floor, where he thrashes about wildly in the throes of death before becoming skill. You quickly check over your equipment and are about to start, start up the steps when you suddenly freeze. The point of knife is firmly pressed into your back. Move one muscle and I'll carve out your lungs. This is a thin, sinister voice from behind you. For you do not believe this to be an idle fact, you realise that you must act. No good will likely come remaining at the mercy of the unseen foe. If you have the skill of uncommon combat and wish to use it, I do and I do. You inhale deeply and close your eyes. In the next instant, you, you've sprung into action, attempting a difficult, difficult manoeuvre that you hope will disarm your unseen assailant. Pick a number, bonus 15, got to get 44 or more. Success! It's 112. 64 XP to unarmed combat. You twist your left to your left and bring your hand down upon the wrist of your foe. Elicting a cry of pain as your lightning-fast blow sends a long-bladed knife clattering to the floor. You take a step back and bring your eyes up to look upon your unknown assailant. A slight man, a thick grey cloth covering his head and his shadow in his face, stands less than three arms lengths from you. Your, un your unknown assailant quickly draws a short sword and attacks. Have to kill this guy. Oh, my weapon. My weapon has savagely devastated my foe from 39 damage, 21 for normal attack, so 60 damage in one blow. Oh, and he is slain. You step back from the body of your fallen enemy. Now, to trying to, to catch your breath, that's 22 experience, when suddenly the door at the top of the stairs opens and a large man, clad in a suit of chain armour, Steps out onto the narrow landing. He closes the door behind his own. Begins to make his way down the stairs. The large man appears to be in no great hurry. leaving you to believe he knows nothing of what has taken place here. I can hide in the shadows using Fevery 50 plus and I will. You're ducking the shadows near the foot of the stairs. Bonus 14 from Fevery. Got to get 44 or more and success. 64 XP to Fevery. Halfway down the steps, the man suddenly stops. His eyes widen as he looks upon the three bodies strewn across the floor of the chamber below. He draws a short sword and continues down the stairs, his eyes scouring the shadows. The man's gaze passes right over you, but you are not seen. 
as he stoops to examine the body of the fallen man. You slip out the shadows, preparing to strike a vicious blow to your unsuspecting foe. With basing breath, you prepare to prepare to deliver your bow, your blow. Pick a number, bonus 14 for Phoebe, got to get 42 or more. Failure. Your single blow to the base is the man's skull, wounds and grievously, but he appears to be a tougher foe than you anticipated. Breeding profusely from a gash in the back of his head, he spins to face you, prepared to fight for his life. Okay, the man in the chain skirt. Shirt, begin combat. The man slashes at you with his short sword. I slash with my regular sword. Ooh, he just laid a brutal stroke for five damage. But nevertheless, he is slain. 22 XP. The large man at last succumbs to death, his lifeless body slumping to the floor of the chamber. Leaving the corpse-strewn chamber below, you swiftly make your way up the stairs to the wooden door. You listen for several moments, the way of pressing the chambers, but, one, but, but can hear nothing on either side. Curious, cautiously, you open the door and step into the dimly lit chamber beyond. A staggering, a staggering pain shoots the length of your spine as a sharp blow to the back of your head from a heavy object drops you to your knees. The blurring vision, you note the toe of a leather boot appear to your left as everything goes black. 64 XP to general. And this scenario is done. Now, how will we get out of this one? And what exactly are we in? Revelation is the next and final scenario of Proving Grounds 2, The Perilous Streets. It begins. You awake to find yourself outside in a woodland clearing, surrounded by the nocturnal sounds of a forest and a ring of seven shadowy figures. One of the figures surrounding you raises a lantern, illuminating his gaunt, age-worn face. Your head aches violently, and you're quick to discover that your hands and feet are bound with thick rope. Two sets of hands take hold hold of you and roughly drag you to your feet. The man bearing the lantern steps forward and addresses you. A feat of no small proportion. Proportion, unless we shall not soon forget, he smiles. The mock sentiment sets sending a shiver, a shiver, shiver the length of your spine. You would have been a fine addition to our ranks had we found you first, but no matter as it is, you're far too dangerous to be left to your own devices. Well, tonight is truly a victory, continues. At last, we can have an end to all this silly blood theft. After all, distant as you. We found the root to our problem. Seems only prudent we remove both, don't you think? The man men motions with his with his hand, and two of the, the men surrounding you depart, only to return moments later with another bound figure. The second captive is thrust forward and falls to the ground at the feet of the man with the lantern. 
as the bounding glag man raises his head. You're shocked to the core by the familiar face that stares up at you. The bound and gagged man, man on the ground at your feet of your factors, is none other than the man you've come to know as your paymaster. He bears the marks of ill treatment at the hands of these men, but in his eyes you sense a steely resolve that is unbroken. The man holding the lantern swoops down next to your paymaster, brightly illuminating his face and giving you a second, even more profound shock. The face bathed in the night of the lantern is one that is known to you, and indeed all of Charna. It's the face of Thane Muriel, here's a link, Thane Muriel, a former sea captain in the Tyson Navy, Royal of Whitwind, had a feindom bestowed on him by King Rendiod, the many years of courageous service he gave the crown on the high seas. They murdered him as a whole sea man, sea wass at heart, and many close and suspect that he still longs for the days of high adventure on the raging seas. Well, of course. Oh, he's a, he's a captain? Oh, yeah, that explains everything. Of course he's cool. Captains are always cool. It's just it just comes because if if you're if you're not cool, you're not allowed to have a ship. It's just the rules. Yes, a thane taking matters into his own hands. Quite illustrious, says your captain in a mocking tone. No matter, both of you shall die here tonight. I must admit, I've had reservations about killing a thane. But so be it, I say it. We're all murderers here. I just happen not to have a lofty title or a high-walled keep to protect me. Yet. A sharp blow to the back of the Thane's head renders him unconscious. Your mind wanders as you attempt to find a glimmer of hope amidst the glim prospect of looming death. Kill him slowly orders the gaunt-faced man. As you're hurled to the ground from behind, use the lash. I want to hear every last whimper. You grit your teeth and steal yourself for him attack. With a sharp crack of the tails of the, the tails of the lash, bite into the flesh of your back, causing you to cry out in pain. I lost five stamina points. You'll survive the attack, Burellas, unless you can find a way to break free from your bonds, you will surely perish. I can use telekinesis. I can use the skill of feathery. Or I can just use my massive muscles. <laughs> I'll use telekinesis, because that just seems the most fun. Calling upon your master of telekinesis, you attempt to unravel the rope that binds your hands and feet, using the power of your mind. Tempted child, it now? 128 experience of telekinesis. Using your telekinetic powers, you're able to loosen the, loosen the rope that binds your hands and feet enough to slip out of your bonds. You roll to your left, slipping out of the rope, and springing to your feet in one fluid motion, turning to face the man wielding the lash.
the man wielding the lash takes a step back as you turn to face him. The other shout them to finish you off. In the wake of, wake of their words, his courage seems to grow. He slowly begins to circle you, waiting for an opportunity to strike. You now attack the lash-wielding thug. And this time, it's pretty personal. <laughs> yes, the man with the lash strikes out at you. And he strikes again. And one more time, he strikes, but he does no damage. I blocked it. I have slain this foe. Nine XP gained. No sooner has the corpse of your lash-wielding foe struck the ground, you are set upon by two dagger-wielding thieves. Without a word, the skilled pair thrust their deadly blades at you in a vicious attack. You bravely engage the two dagger-wielding thieves. I kill this enemy. The two thieves stab at you with their deadly blades. They just laid a brutal stroke for eight damage. I keep slashing. They slash, and I slash, slash, see, slash. They are slain. Thirteen experience. Not deterred by the three men you've sent to your grave, a man wielding a heavy iron wand steps forward and takes a swipe at you. You dodge his initial attack and counter with your own, the force of which seems to have caught him off guard. I fight a wand-wielding brute. Alright, the towering brute squats at you with his heavy iron wad, and he laid a brutal stroke with that wad for, for 12 damage. I keep fighting, I keep fighting. Oh, another brutal stroke. Adding which, which combined with the regular stroke for 13 damage. But, oh, another brutal stroke for 9 damage. But he is slain nevertheless. 22 XP. The bodies mounting at your feet, you begin to hope the remainder of your captors will think better of continuing their assault, but, appear, but it would appear not to have no such luck. Three caked men, each wielding long-handed wielding cudgels, rush at you from out of the shadows, but admittedly, at least they're getting better strategies now. Fighting me as a group, rather than, than one at a time. Free cudgel wielding thieves. A brutal stroke against me. The trio thieves strike out at you with their wooden clubs. But I slash with my sword once again. I have slain this foe. 30 XP gained. Only the gaunt faced man bearing the lantern, the apparent leader of this vicious band of thieves, remains. He turns to flee, but as does so, he pauses and hurls two knives at you. The bleeding blades hurl towards you with deadly accuracy. I can use fortification, telekinesis, or I can just dodge the knives, like some sort of muggle. But I'm going to use telekinesis. Right, power it, channel it. 64 speed to telekinesis. Calling upon your mastery of telekinesis, you project a mental force at the hurtling knives, averting their course in mid-flight. The knives sail off into the darkness, 
several feet wide of their original mark. Wasting no time, you spring forward and grab hold of the man's tunic, spinning him around and arresting his flight. The gaunt-faced man draws a short sword and strikes out at you with it, the blade missing the left side of your face by barely an inch. It quickly becomes obvious you are facing a skilled and deadly combatant. I fight the gaunt-faced Master Thief, whose name I have not learned and will never learn, because I'm going to kill him before he can say it. The Master Thief slashes you with his short blade. I slash with my longer blade. So I'm winning. Uh, he slashes again. And he is finally slain. 70 XP. It, uh, after two, after six scenarios of him of, of me of going up against his organization, he is slain. The master thief topples to the ground, his eyes flicker briefly, and he expires. You drop to one knee, winded from the exertion of the brutal melee, and when you've recovered sufficiently, you make a quick search of his body. A hundred and ninety gold tokens, a superior short sword. A superior studded leather belt and exceptional padded sleeves. I take all of them. A moan from the darkness to the left returns you to your feet. You rush over to the side of the bound Fane. Fane Rockwell has barely regained consciousness when he reaches his side, but after a few moments his eyes open fully and he's able to speak. He cuts him free of his bonds and opens it up. I almost feel foolish having concealed my identity from you, he says, his voice weak but unwavering. I only saw your last victory, I'm afraid, yet by the number of dead stood about, I would say you did a rather admirable job of giving them a taste of the true fight. Helped the faint to his feet, and after a few minutes, he seems to regain much of his strength. He tells you that he was caught off guard. But when I leaving in the Silver Moon at house, and he was overpowered by, by four men who captured him, bound him, and brought him here. You must have to send Zoot. It's maybe my intention to mislead you, concealing my identity from you and from others was crucial to the success of his cause. And I dare say, success has been achieved still. It's a victory that no one must ever know about. I shall have my men see to it the watchtower is fully searched. And this seed of battle cleaned up, none would ever learn what transpired here. Thaneborough walks with you along a winding forest path, path back to the watchtower. I may never again have this chance to speak with you, Zoop, he says, as you arrive at the roadside. And therefore I would like to thank you now, as if gratitude could be enough. For only by your hand has this outcome been was this outcome possible? You were spared an entire city the wrath of these vapors, vipers, and on behalf of those who will never know their protector, I thank you. When you ask the Thane if he needs any further assistance, he politely declines your offer and tells you to return to the city. You've earned some rest, to say the very least. I'm going to linger about here just a bit longer, 
go now. And find yourself an alehouse with a stout brew. Might I suggest the silver moon? I hear the, the corner table offers a fine draught off the fire. With a smirk, you bid the thane farewell and begin the dark, lonely trek back to the seaport. The days that follow your defeat of the thieves of the Watchtower, the city guards in Charla score several important victories over the scattered remains of the vicious brotherhood. Not long after your final mission for your paymaster, your pay visit by a messenger bearing a package marked with Dane Bond, Mill's personal seal. Inside the package you were shocked to discover a large quantity of gold. Two thousand gold tokens! As the weeks go by, stories begin to circulate through Charna about a mysterious hero who took down a master thief and his henchmen in the forest outside the city walls. When you hear such stories, you can't help but spurt. Experience has taught you that such fantastic tales are best taken with a grain of salt. 256 experience to general... Congratulations, Zoop! You have successfully successfully completed the final scenario in the second Swift Proving Grounds events. For your heroic efforts, you have earned the following reward. 1,024 experience to general and 128 experience to all skills and powers. And most importantly, 24 adventurer tokens. Please continue. And that is... And that is... I'm just going to save now. And that is that done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.